are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how's it going today? It's going great. How about you? I'm doing well, Matt. Yesterday we dove into a uh, rookie mock draft from the guys over at Pro Football Focus, uh, doing a little bit of rookie talk as the draft is now just over one month away. I can't wait for that. Today we're going to shift gears again and answer some listener questions. So we'll cover some rookies, we'll cover some free agent talk, a little bit of everything. Let's start with our first question from... At Dogleg Brewer. This is a Steelers question right up your alley, Matt. If the Steelers draft Najee Harris, and Matt, you've you've mentioned that as a possible connection uh, in the past. If the Steelers draft Najee Harris, would he be an instant top 10 dynasty running back? Uh, I'm going to give you the names in just a moment, according to the ADP over at Dynasty League Football, Matt. Uh, But just off the top of your head, the Steelers use that first-round pick on Najee Harris. Do you think he would be a top-10 dynasty running back? My initial thoughts are yes, and a couple reasons. First of all, it, they are such a low-percentage run team that if you use a first-round pick on a running back, you got to think that's changing. And it's going to be a totally different offense and quarterback a year from now, and they're going to try to rebuild this line. So I think it is a very good situation. I think Harris is a heck of a prospect. I'm really intrigued with him as a big receiving back. Uh, I think he's got a lot of upside in that department. But not to even kind of cut on this question, I'm not sure. I think he's going to be a top 10 dynasty back no matter what. I mean, what if Miami drafts him or Atlanta in the the early second round? Or, uh, I mean, anywhere in the – he's not going to be a late pick. Right. Our our mock draft yesterday from Pro Football Focus had him going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with the last pick in the first round. I think he could potentially be a a top 10 back in that offense as well. Uh, And I kind of agree with you. I think he, I don't think he's a slam dunk lock top 10 running back no matter what, but there are, there are multiple teams I think where he could be, certainly would be with the Steelers. Let's look at the running backs. I've got the top 12, the guys we often refer to as RB1s here. Again, this is according to March Dynasty ADP from DynastyLeagueFootball.com. Number one, Christian McCaffrey. Number two, Jonathan Taylor. Number three, Saquon Barkley. I don't think we're putting Najee Harris ahead of any of those guys quite yet. Um, but let's let's try to find where he does slot in with this assumption that he lands in Pittsburgh with uh, with the first round pick. Number four, Alvin Kamara. Taking Najee Harris that high? Um, I'm taking all those guys over Najee, but I don't have to squint real hard for him to become Jonathan Taylor in a heartbeat. Yeah, that's fair. Dalvin Cook is five. Uh, Kamara and Cook scare me. I mean, I think they're both cells getting up in age. I think I'm taking Harris. Uh, that's about the neighborhood. I mean, that, that would be a very difficult decision for me. Yeah, the next three guys are players coming off their rookie year. DeAndre Swift, Cam Akers, J.K. Dobbins. So is it reasonable to rank Najee Harris before he even puts an NFL uniform on as a top 10 back? 
you know, I think I it is. I think it is, and and this is evidence of it, really, that we've got five of the top twelve dynasty running backs. Are those players coming off their rookie years? We've already mentioned Taylor, Swift, Akers, and Dobbins, and the running back twelve currently is Antonio Gibson, and that's not even mentioning Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, a sixth guy uh, who would be at least in that conversation as well. Yeah, I mean, he's right there with them, if not better. The other running backs, uh, just to finish out the conversation, Derrick Henry is 9, Nick Chubb is 10, Ezekiel Elliott is 11, and I mentioned Gibson as the running back 12 currently. So, yes, certainly I think Harris is in that mix. I I will say really from 4 to – I mean, we could go to 12. We could maybe even go deeper than that. There's not much separation in that group. You know, everybody kind of has their favorites. The guy I'm chasing right now is Cam Akers. Um, uh, obviously, Kamara and Cook have have a little more uh, wear on the tread, so uh, wear on the tire. So maybe they're uh, maybe those players, like you said, maybe they scare some dynasty managers, and and those are, are becoming just players to avoid that early in a draft. Yeah, yeah, I hundred percent agree. And uh, I mean, I know we're not. This isn't part of the question. I'm not sure I'd put ATN in that group, but if Javante Williams landed with the Steelers, I would. Yeah, again, landing spot is going to be so crucial, really as it always is, but certainly this year because uh, some of the teams you mentioned, the Steelers, the Falcons, uh, there are there are multiple teams that need a, a starting running back to, to walk in that door. And if it is, if it is Najee Harris, if it is ETN, if it is Javante Williams, we're going to see a major value gain for those players. Our next question comes from at dynasty sports zero. What would you trade for Jameis Winston? Uh, Matt, let's talk about, let's talk about Winston. We know the situation there. He's back in new Orleans Taysom Hill still there. They're calling this a, a a competition for the starting job in New Orleans. Typically, I would I would want the New Orleans starter. You know, we've had that mindset for years with Drew Brees, with it being such a high powered offense. I'm I'm starting to question all of that, and and that's a, yet another reason why I'm a little worried about Alvin Kamara. But in general, let's let's focus this on a super flex dynasty league. In general, is Jameis Winston a player that you would be targeting right now? Without question. And I didn't know if this was super flex or regular or whatever, um, but maybe just the summary of the player can give you a better idea. And, and Ryan, you might be able to help with the value for him. I th- I'm i a little different, I think, than you, because he has always been very good for fantasy by, by nature. I mean, he runs a little, but he's an aggressive player. And I think the Saints offense is just so well schemed and coached that it's going to produce points. They didn't get hit as hard with um, the salary cap defections and stuff than I than I expected. It wouldn't shock me at all if Kadarius Tony is their first round pick or Bateman or somebody like that too. I could see absolutely see an infusion of another receiver early in the draft. Taysom Hill doesn't scare me that much. I mean, I, I think Winston is going to be the starter. I'm very confident about that. But Hill is going to come in and pillage six rushing touchdowns from Kamara slash Winston. I mean, he's not going to go away, but I don't think he's going to be the starter. I think Winston will be the starting quarterback. So I'm all in. I mean, I'm interested. I'm very interested. I also think 
hanging around with Drew Brees and Sean Payton for a year probably did this quarterback a lot of good. And he got LASIK surgery. You know, like, I'm buying. Let's take a look at some of the actual trades that have taken place involving Jameis Winston in Superflex Leagues. The most recent one, according to the Dynasty Trade Finder at DLF, Jameis Winston and the 2.03 rookie pick for Josh Jacobs and the 3.07 rookie pick. So you're moving from uh, you're moving from Josh Jacobs to Jameis Winston, but you're also getting a, a pretty nice pick upgrade. Uh, that 2.03 in a super flex league is not a throwaway pick by any means. I went to Winston side. Yeah, Jacobs is, I mean, his value is certainly in question now after free agency as well with the moves that the Raiders have made. Winston and that that uh, valuable rookie pick versus Josh Jacobs in a, a mid-third. I think I'm on the Winston side there as well, but that may, that may come down to my uh, concern about Josh Jacobs. Uh, yeah, that 2.03 pick's pretty nice, though, like you said. I mean, that's... 15 rookies and that's what three backs five quarterbacks and then you know a bunch of receivers and pits you're gonna get a rack of a player there in Superflex. yeah i mean that could be mac jones honestly at the 2.03 yeah, yeah. uh this one's a slam dunk Jameis winston for the 2.03 uh and the 4.03 i want winston yeah i want winston as well yeah uh, let's do one or two more here. Some of these, uh, let's see, Winston, Damian Harris, and the 1.10 pick for Kalen Bellage and TJ Hawkinson. So really we're talking uh, That's Hawkinson. That's super flex though, right? That is super flex. Yeah, I'm going to assume that is a tight end premium as well. I, okay. I, I hope yeah. it is at least. Uh, it looks like it is. So, yeah, Hawkinson for Winston, Damian Harris, and the 110. I like Hawkinson, but that that feels like a pretty serious overpay to me. Yeah, without question. Not to mention, I mean, I don't, I don't know that I want anything to do with Detroit Lions. Yeah. yeah and I, I love agree. Hawkinson. I feel bad for him, but, yeah. All right, so that's kind of where Winston's value is right now, according to some recent trades. In general, I think he's he's undervalued. I would agree with you. And um, if if you can get him for anything less than a first round pick in a super flex league, I think that's that's a worthy investment to make. I agree. I agree. He's still pretty young too. I mean, yeah, starting quarterbacks are gold. Matt, when we come back, we'll take a couple more listener questions. Folks, I've been telling you for quite a while now about Built Bar, both on this show and Peacock and Williamson and all the different podcasts I've done on the Locked On Network. It's the best tasting protein bar on the market. Uh, Built Bar is an amazing low-cal, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all the bars. And it's Built Bar Madness time, much like March Madness. So there's there's all kinds of matchups going on uh, on the on their Twitter feed, which is at bar underscore built, or you can go to builtbar.com. Go check out those matchups and vote today which one you like best. They have so many different flavors to pick from. There's a lot of good options here. So when you also when you go to builtbar.com, remember to use the promo code locked fifteen locked one five. To get 15% off your next order, that's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best-tasting protein bar. We're 
We're covering everything you need to know about Dynasty Fantasy Football, but what about the rest of the sports world? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcast. Matt, our next question comes from at P. Beaterbide. Hope I got that name right. Uh, where would you rate Joe Burrow if you combined this year and last year's draft class? I love these questions. I love uh, I love kind of going through this. It just gives us a good perspective. Of course, we remember how we thought of Joe Burrow last year, that he was the, uh, the easy quarterback one in that class. And again, we'll think about this from a super flex perspective. But let's look at these these quarterbacks, not just Burrow, but let's look at uh, basically the nine relevant rookie quarterbacks. We're talking Burrow, Tua, Herbert, and Hertz from last year, and the incoming rookies, Lawrence, Fields, Lance, Wilson, and Mac Jones. So that's that gives us nine. Let's do a quick ranking. I think we have to think about this from uh, with with these – guys from the class of 2020 with what we know now. I don't know that it it matters much if we try to go back and remember how we oh, felt no, about right. those guys. So taking what we know now about the four uh, players just coming off their rookie seasons along with what we expect to happen uh, both in the NFL draft and, and how we maybe even see the early part of their careers playing out from the five incoming rookies. So who would be your number one guy from that group of nine? So you said there's nine. I I have eight here. Spit them out again, if you would. We've got four from last year. Joe Burrow, Tua, Justin Herbert, and Jalen Hurts. And then we've got the five potential first-rounders this year. Lawrence, Fields, Lance, Wilson, and Mac Jones. Okay. I, I forgot about Hurts. So, yeah, I just did a quick list as you were talking there. I think a couple things are easy there. Is Jones is nine. Do you agree with that? I agree with that, yes. Clearly the worst runner. There's a group of Hertz, Fields, Lance that are great runners, but the others are all adequate and good enough runners. Two is my eight. Ooh. And I don't hate him. I mean, I just, I don't think he's going to run a lot. And there's some questions. Do you disagree with that? I don't know. I'm just not quite ready to give up on Tua. Um, I think he's better than Jalen Hurts. Like, if if you told me my Steelers could get one of those quarterbacks, I'd much rather have Tua. Hurts just runs so much, and the Eagles seem dedicated to him. Yeah, I mean, it's... I don't know. I'm looking at Hurts right now as, as just a one-year option, and uh, he really needs to, you know, he really needs to prove it to go beyond that. So I would still prefer, if we're just doing dynasty rankings, if we're uh, ranking these nine guys in a vacuum, I'm still taking Tua over Hurts. I think you convinced me the same. If it's redraft, I want Hurts. Yeah. But it's not. Okay. Do you want Tua or Wilson? I don't think we know a lot about either one, uh, right? But I think we know enough about Tua that I'm going to put him seven. Fair enough. Um, Lance versus Fields is tough to me. Not knowing landing spot, I guess I'll take Fields, but I don't really know. 
Um, so are you top, putting are you putting Wilson six then? I am. Okay, I'm you with agree you with that. Okay, yep. um, my four and five are Lance and Fields, and I have a hard time picking knowing what we don't know today. Yeah, I agree with that. Burrow's my three. I'm with you there as well. Uh, I'm going to see if we Herbert's can run this my out. One Herbert's my one. Herbert is my would be my one as well. I think they might draft a receiver. I hope they do. Yeah, and they have a line. I'm all in on the Chargers or Herbert. So if you have the 101 in a Superflex Dynasty rookie draft right now, you would trade that for Justin Herbert. For Dynasty's rookie draft. Yes, okay. And I a rookie draft, yeah. I thought you were saying startup. I was like, no, I'd rather Mahomes. But yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Yep, okay. So... Uh, that that's, that's kind of where we're right. Yeah, that's where we're looking at uh, this overall right now. So we've got it: Herbert, Lawrence, Burrow, Fields, Lance, Wilson, Tua Tungavaloa, Jalen Hurts, and Mac Jones. Let's focus a little bit on Burrow hmm. since that's what the question was about. Um, thoughts on his rookie year? Uh, there there were rumors they would add a wide receiver. They did not. So we've got we've got Tyler Boyd. We've got T Higgins. Uh, we, we need to talk more about T. Higgins, by the way. It seems like a lot of people, myself included, have him pegged for uh, really a continued breakout. I've seen him listed as a top 10 dynasty wide receiver in multiple rankings, and he's there in mine also. But for now, Joe Burrow, thoughts about him moving forward? Concerns about the injury? Not concerned about the injury. Passed all tests that he belongs. Loved him coming out of school. And not to rain on the Higgins parade, because I'm a Higgins fan too. I would draft him very high if we were having a, a redraft. I think there's pretty much a one-third, one-third, one-third chance that the Bengals' first-round pick is either Penny Sewell, Kyle Pitts, or Jamar Chase. And two of the three, well, they all help Burrow, but two of the three really help Burrow and don't help Higgins. Right. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I think it, it's very reasonable they could con, they would consider – um, any of those guys, but but Pitts or Chase, especially we, uh, the rumor was they were interested and, and made an offer to Kenny Galladay. He ultimately, right. of course, landed with the Giants. Um, so it, it wouldn't be a shock uh, if they did add a receiver. If it's not Jamar Chase in the first round, it, it could be uh, one of these guys we like in the second round, potentially. Yes, I agree. All right, Matt, last question for today comes from at SMAHM1, based on free agent moves thus far, uh, are, is there any change to our predictions for the first round draft picks in the NFL draft? For example, could you see the Giants still going after a wide receiver uh, despite signing Kenny Galladay? I've got three situations that I want to ask you about. We'll start with that one. The Giants have the 11th overall pick, uh, have been widely mocked to to take a wide receiver or to take Kyle Pitts if he were to fall. I don't think he falls that far, but they give Kenny Galladay the big deal. Do you think they would con- still consider Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddell if they were to fall uh, to that 11 pick? I would say unlikely, but I think there's more to that story because they signed a Dory Jackson, so I think that takes them out of the certain Caleb Farley sweepstakes there, which I think was an easy one to pencil in. 
I'm not sure what offensive lineman I would take at that spot, but I think they would strongly consider O-line, but there's not an obvious fit. Maybe Rashawn Slater. Um, they could probably get their choice of edge rushers. They've needed an edge rusher forever. I'm not sure any is worth that pick. So if Waddle's there and they like Waddle as much as I do and all those other options are just okay and you can't move back, I guess it's possible. I think the skill position players are pretty complete, though, for the Giants. I guess I agree. I mean, you, you think it's Galladay and Sterling Shepard and, and Darius Slayton right now, and that feels okay. But mm-hmm. I don't think Darius Slayton should scare them off of taking Waddle if that's the guy they love, or, or Devontae Smith, or honestly. Smith, yeah, yeah. Agreed. They have other fish to fry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next situation kind of in that same vein, New England taking a quarterback. They give Cam Newton the one-year deal, pretty pretty low guaranteed money. They've got the 15 pick. I think I know your answer here, but would you still expect them to consider quarterback, uh, whether it's at 15 or maybe even a trade-up, as has been rumored recently? Yeah, I think their free agency period – is all with the intention of we're going to do what we can to go get one of these four or five, depending how they feel about Jones. Uh, I think they want to take a quarterback with their first-round pick. Yeah, I agree with that. We we also mentioned that a little bit yesterday. Uh, as M- Mike Renner from PFF had the uh, Patriots trading up to nine to draft Mac Jones. Last one, Miami. They signed Will Fuller. It is just the one-year deal. Uh, they still have Preston Williams. They still have Devontae Parker. But that's about it. Could they still consider a wide receiver? They've got the three pick. They've got also the 18 pick in the first round. Uh, would would the Dolphins still look at wide receiver potentially? That's the question of the three that I feel least strong about my answer. Um I think they're going to be open for business to trade out of there. And yeah. I bet people, we just talked about New England and whoever, will be very interested to move to three to pick their choice of Lancer Fields. But if that doesn't happen, do you just take Penny Sewell? That's fine. You know, their O-line needs a lot of work. Or do you move back to six or seven and Jamar Chase is still sitting there, you mm-hmm. know, or one of the Bama guys with Tua? I'm going to go like, I'm going to really just ride the fence on that. I'm going to kind of say 50 50. If you stay at three, you might just think Chase is noticeably better than Sewell. If you get out of there, you probably don't fall too far. And somebody in that, those three receivers could find, you know, just be sitting there for you. But you wouldn't be surprised if they went wide receiver still in the first round. I would not be surprised. And a a one year, as, as, Highly as we think of Will Fuller, a one-year deal for him. Obviously, they have no long-term guarantees there. Um, if if we're right on our speculation, he's wanting to cash in long-term a year from now. That that mm-hmm. may mean, and probably will mean, moving on again. So, yeah, I think, and especially with two first-round picks, uh, we could see Miami adding a receiver either at three or in the in the middle of the round. Or at 38 or whatever, 35, right. wherever that pick is, too. I mean, there's so many good receivers. Why not? Yeah. Matt, when we come back, we'll finish up with a rookie profile of Kylan Hill. Um, but first, I want to tell you about Bet 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 is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. 
Uh, football games are over, but there's still a lot of football you can still bet on. Uh, NBA, March Madness, of course. NHL, they're still rolling along in a big way, though. Uh, bet Online even covers, you know, reality TV, TV awards, other TV shows, things like that. There's tons of things you can up that you can bet on at Bet Online. Um, they have real real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Uh, bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. You have to use our promo code though. Locked on, all one word, all caps. Uh, head to the website and use your mobile or mo- use your mobile device. It's super easy to sign up today, and you get your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Are you ready for the NFL Draft? Join Locked On NFL Draft hosts Trevor Sikama and Benjamin Solak as they give you their latest their latest positional rankings and analysis on the 2021 draft prospects with team-centric guest mocks right around the corner. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft podcast on radio.com app or wherever you get your podcast. Matt, let's talk a little Kylan Hill. He is the senior running back from Mississippi State. Uh, was another one of these players. We've, we've talked about several uh, who made this choice, who ended up going back to school uh, for their final year rather than enter the 2020 NFL draft. I'm sure in, in Hill's case, he looked at that running back class from a year ago and thought he could probably fare better uh, in this shallow class and and of course, we know kind of what happened from there. Obviously, unforeseen circumstances, to say the least. Uh, Kylan Hill ended up just playing three games uh, in his senior season before opting out. He's five foot ten, two hundred fourteen pounds. Uh, he was also s- suspended for one game this past year and suffered a concussion. So it it was basically worst case scenario yeah, for wow. for Kylan Hill as as a senior. Um, any early thoughts on, on Kylan Hill? It's interesting. You picked this guy. It's all, and it's interesting you did because about an hour before we recorded my sports info solutions draft guide came in the mail and I was just le- nice. leafing through it. And I, I went to the running back list and I didn't read their profile on Hill, but he's their fourth ranked back behind Harris Williams ATN, you know the top obvious three, and I respect they do good work there. I mean, mm-hmm. I read I read their book last year and was pretty impressed with it. And so um, I thought it was funny you happened to pick him because maybe I'm sleeping on him a little bit. That I, I like his build, I like his contact balance that I've seen. He's not easy to get on the ground. He's a pretty good receiver and has some upside there. He's not really his specialty at this point, but. It, maybe he's that mid-round pick that's better than I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of starting to think that as well. Again, if we go back a year, uh, I don't think he was quite being viewed in, in the same class or the same uh, tier as as Taylor. And, uh, I mean, we could even include ETN in there uh, because he was a player being talked about as, as a possible 101 in rookie drafts along with uh, with Swift, Taylor, and, and some of those other guys. But Hill was kind of the next step down, right? I mean, he would have been a late first-rounder or an early second-rounder. Uh, at least that's how he was being valued very early in the process before he ultimately decided to go back to school. 
So, yeah, like I said, five five foot ten, two hundred fourteen pounds, um, solid frame, but not, not really bulky. I uh, don't feel like his his frame slows him down, even though he he, he certainly doesn't have that elite speed of, of some other running backs. Yeah, I don't think he's a big play guy. Right, right. No, I think ultimately he'll probably be a day three pick in the NFL draft. I would be surprised uh, if he snuck into to round three. Taking a quick look at his dynasty value, currently in one quarterback rookie drafts, he is 29 overall, and he's the RB9. Um, so again, that's that's quite a bit lower than where he would have been expected to be drafted uh, a year ago. One quarterback startup drafts, 161 overall, running back 52. Some interesting company he's keeping here. Miko Hardman, Philip Lindsay, Gus Edwards, Tyler Higby. Those are the players he's being drafted around. I think I'd still prefer most of those guys over Kylan Hill. So uh, he's actually being drafted a little earlier than maybe I would have expected. We don't disagree much, but I'll take Hill over those that that group of five you mentioned. I think he, I would put him number one. If I mean, I'm not saying he's going to be the fourth running back drafted, but if he's the sixth or seventh, lands with the Bills or I mean, I don't know. There's oh, yeah. a handful of spots you know that you could just say, "Boy, we know how that goes. It doesn't take hard, it doesn't take much for a a guy like that to start to get fantasy relevant real quick." Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I do think the Bills already have two guys kind of like him, though. They do, you, yeah. you know, that solid pass catchers and um, not not elite not at dynamic, anything, right? Yeah. Right. But but you're right. You know, your overall point is right that there there are multiple spots, as we have said with some of the other backs, where he could land and and gain some quick value. Yeah, uh, it just if he is a fourth or fifth round pick in the real world. That's like another position going in the third. You know what I mean? Like one bump and bruise in preseason, and all of a sudden he's a starter. You know, like it, it, you don't have to squint real hard for rookie running backs to get in and be something. Yep, that's very true. That is it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL, and I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.